Hi, I'm Christina, and this podcast is a conglomeration of raw recordings of personal musings, insights, reflections, and cool conversations from my experiences as a wife, a mother, an intuitive life coach, and a student of the human experience. I invite anyone with interest to listen, and also I sense the sharings here will resonate most deeply with women on radically honest and expansive journeys of self-exploration and discovery. Throw on a pair of headphones if you've got kiddos around, as many of the topics and some of the language may be too mature for tiny ears. Not sure precisely what'll come through this creation, but with intentions to grow and learn and connect, I trust it'll be just right. Thanks for tuning in, and honored to have you along for the ride. Language is important. The words we use are important. This ability to put into words ideas and concepts that can aid in the elevation of our planetary consciousness is an art and something that I am deeply passionate about and constantly building in as part of my daily practice, you know, is this, is this dedication to finding better words, finding better ways to frame things. I don't think that we are responsible for the ways that minds interpret information. And also, I think if we are amongst the change makers in this world, that we have to find a way to tap into a network of language that is less able to be distorted and manipulated by the mind. So essentially, there is something in every circumstance, I believe, that can be said that can create the potential or a clearing for the kind of shift that wants to happen. And of course, we're not always able to access this. And and I think that there is a kind of just like just like in every art, um, you know, we have people who create through painting and drawing and through music and through writing and we're all doing the same thing, essentially. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, you're an engineer. I mean, we are all creators and the ways that we create require that we move through this process of essentially receiving this big kind of boundless initial insight or a transmission and then having to funnel that through a filter to create something three-dimensional, something that minds can understand, right? And I believe that if we wish to influence even our just our immediate community of loved ones or, you know, people at our jobs or, you know, 
it doesn't matter at what level we're creating the potential for change. It, it matters. It always matters. I mean, in a relationship in particular, the idea that we can create deeper levels of intimacy and connection with our partners through hearing them and and understanding what it is that they're saying behind the words right so this is another dimension of the of it it's being able to into it or to feel or to sense the energy of what is being spoken without attaching to the words that are being spoken this is such a skill right I think about this in the context of parenting where my children or a child could say, you know, I hate you. You know, a little kid could say, I hate you or you're so mean or um, kicking and screaming or kind of these, let's say, overt displays or behavioral displays of what's going on inside. And really, like, in many cases, the child is, in most cases, the child is, actually looking to communicate the exact opposite, right? Like, I need you. I love you. I feel disconnected from you. Come back to me. I'm hungry. I'm tired, right? And so it's a two-way kind of street, becoming a better communicator and a better listener and a better interpreter of communication. It's such, it's so incredibly vital to restoring relationships or giving relationships locally the opportunity to thrive and to flourish and also to um you know create bigger waves um depending on what our work is in this life and so i'm really dedicated to that i my own personal process for me what it's looked like is recognizing that the way that I receive information, which often comes by way of a sensation in my body. Um, at times I hear, um, you know, what, what feels to me like information from higher frequencies of energy. And sometimes those energies come through with... Um, certain symbolism right so that I can recognize them so so oftentimes I think that there have been many accounts of people um, who have experienced uh, call them I think they're called after death experiences right so where the body dies and they are revived in some way and they have these experiences in that in-between space and a lot of people talk about seeing Jesus in that time right and for me, what I understand, what I, what I think is that as we travel the different dimensions of energy, the mind is such, in the in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> cosmically, I think that the mind is a relatively simple instrument, and particularly when we're talking about the mind interpreting information from higher energy frequencies, I believe that these frequencies come through to us as, you know imagery or kind of symbolism that re will register for us so that we can get it right so that we can 
look at that thing and say, oh, I know, you know, this thing for me is symbolic of love or this thing for me is symbolic of um, uh, togetherness or peace, right? And so um, in my own work, I receive lots of that kind, those kinds of downloads where, you know, maybe I'm communicating with energies like Jesus or, you know, Kuan Yin or, you know, these kinds of things. And essentially, it's, it's, to me, it's the way that my mind is best able to understand what's coming through. Um, and I think we can all kind of relate to this. But what ends up happening is we, <laughs> the mind ends up creating literal translations of what it receives. And these ideas are projected out into the world and they're not done so carefully and consciously. And I think it can turn a lot of people off. You know, I have had my own share of experiences with this um, where I am not able to really sense the the network of language that works best or the imagery or the kinds of um, symbols that work best for someone. And I use what works for me and it's just not a hit. It's not a connection. Um, and so I go back to the drawing board and I, and I, and while it is not my, well, I trust what I am uh putting out while I trust the intentions and the nature of what it is that I'm putting out and I know that that's on point I still in my work in particular having the motivation and intention of influencing more and creating more potential for connection uh, feel that it's my opportunity to you know go back and locate and create and understand what works well for people at these different spaces of awareness. So this has ended up being an entire monologue on, on, uh, on language and the mind's interpretations of information. Um, all to say that we can do a lot with words and we can do a lot with the material dense manifestations of our insights if we seek to get into the minds of our audience and our communities and understand what hits for them. And I think that one of the biggest examples of this um, and, you know, some minds could feel that this is, you know, entirely controversial. But what I have learned of Jesus as a figure um, and journeying through just my own understanding, connection with the energy uh, and the vibration that, you know, was Jesus in this life is that Jesus really was masterful at this, was masterful, uh, you know, and, and awake and aware of the fact that he was working with and seeking to create the potential for connection 
with human minds and created kind of a a book of language that could transmit these higher ideas. And I think that, you know, so much good has come of that. And I also think that because of the nature of the human mind, his message has been wildly distorted and um, taken to mean things that it, that it, you know, that were not the intentions of it. So, right. It's still, it's not a perfect, it's not an, a perfect um, art. There's, there's always going to be room for misinterpretation and distortion, but um, I hope to, to keep getting better at it. I hope to keep getting better. <laughs>